Hello, Sobertown. Welcome to the Sobertown podcast. Let's jump on that sober train and ride right into the incredible, wonderful world of sobriety. Real quick, I want to mention SobertownPodcast.com. It's an amazing website where you can find tons of resources to help you build the sober toolbox to get you on your way on your new journey in sobriety. We also run five Zooms a week out of SobertownPodcast.com. Just scroll all the way down to the bottom to join a Zoom. We have we have two rewired groups, Mondays and Fridays a week that teaches rewired concepts created by Erica Spiegelman. And then we have three other Zooms a week where people can just go onto a Zoom, get connected, and be around like-minded individuals like themselves trying to get sober. So just go to SobertownPodcast.com, scroll down, and you'll see the times of the Zooms, and come on in and join us. We also have Sobertown Facebook group. Come on and join us over there. I also want to mention the I Am Sober app. It's an app you can download on your phone. It's a daily counter. And also within that app, if you go to community, there's tens of thousands of people like-minded trying to get sober. You can get connected and start building a path there to sobriety. IAS, the I'm Sober app, is where most of us met that contribute to the Sobertown podcast. So right now, I want to introduce my special guest today, Alex, a.k.a. Sober Gemini Mama. Welcome, Alex. Good morning, Drifter. Are you ready to do this? I'm ready. So today is a special day, isn't it? Yes. So today is the 10-year anniversary of when I got the call for my mom being in the hospital before she passed away. This is dedicated to my mom, Kimberly Lanner. She passed away 10 years ago due to alcohol-related health issues. And I'm doing this for myself but also for her and everyone else who's lost their battle with addiction. I really believe that when we heal the people who walked before us and ourselves and then create a new path for those who are going to come after us. Amen. We just built a page, a memorial page, in loving memory on Silvertown too. So anybody that's lost someone, they can send us some pictures and send a memorial for their loved one, including you and your mom. Yeah, I've got to get mine over to you. In dedication to your mom. Boom. I love it. Ten years ago, you spent a lot of time working on yourself. Yes. When I, so I have four kids. And when I was pregnant for my first child, my daughter, who's 13 now. So I guess maybe it's been a little longer than 10 years. But after she was born, I just felt a really deep pull and desire to change generational cycles and to create something new for my children. I had previously struggled with depression, anxiety, OCD, and I just, I wasn't a healthy person. It's the truth, I was toxic, I was abusive, and I just knew that I wanted to change. Like, I just started diving into reading. Some books that were really instrumental for me early on were, one is called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Shad Helmstetter. And the other one is Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and John Townsend. I was at a point where I was like, I would print stuff out and have like sticky notes taped all over my mirror. And I would have self-talk that I would read to myself like every single day. Extreme mindfulness. 
of your emotions and reactions and stuff. So I worked really hard, (laughs) really hard to heal and change those behaviors and things in myself that I didn't, didn't like. And back then you hadn't really made a connection with drinking and the trauma too, had you? Nope, not at all. I continued drinking through all of this, but I did really view it as problematic because it wasn't interfering with my life in a major way. So tell us how that progressed. So I think I've always, I always struggled to moderate when I drank, even if I wasn't drinking every day. I always knew that was an issue, but I thought that's just what people do. That's what normal young people do. You party on the weekends, drink, whatever. But in 2014, I got a DUI and that was, whoa, is this a problem? But I still just blamed it on other things and the circumstance. And I slowed down my drinking, but didn't fully stop. And then in 2019, that's when I realized, okay, I think this is becoming a major issue because we know with alcohol use disorder, it's progressive. It gets worse over time, fast, slow, whatever, but it does get worse. Yes. So in 2019, I recognized that it was becoming a bigger issue in my life. So in 2020 for the new year, I thought, okay, I'm going to work on moderate. It wasn't something I fully wanted to give up. And honestly, thinking then thinking of a life without alcohol seemed impossible, overwhelming. And I just didn't want to give up my friend because I had to become a companion too at that point. My husband was a chef and everyone should know that's a really intense industry. So alcohol was my friend and it helped me when I was lonely or bored or whatever. So I tried to moderate and failed. I was like white knuckling it through. It was not easy. And then in 2020, in August, I had a friend pass away also due to alcohol related issues. And I coped with drinking. So something had happened and I was like, okay, something has to change. And my husband was like, something has to change. It was starting to infect like our marriage and everything. So I just looked up online, like a sober app in the app store. And I am sober. IAS was the first thing that popped up. Yeah, I was like surprised with how community oriented it was. And at that time in September of 2020, there was only one Zoom and it was Chef who did this Zoom. But I just, I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't into it. And I had a lot of resets from September 2020 to February 2022. In February, this past February, I had an event that I think was my rock bottom. It was very eye-opening to the power I was allowing alcohol to have over my life. I want to go back really quick because we're talking about like the trauma and stuff. So before that, I'd also read this book called The Deepest Well by Dr. Nadine Burke. And she talks a lot about something called the ACE scoring. ACE is Adverse Childhood Experience. This quiz was developed in the 90s, and it's a 10-question quiz ranking your adverse childhood experiences. And it was noticed that the higher scores correlates to various things like a shorter lifespan, mental health issues, addiction issues, much higher rates for disease, and a lot of other health stuff, especially like heart health-related things. I read that book. I scored seven out of 10. (laughs) And uh, then I started recognizing, hey, is there this link with trauma and addiction? And so when I came back in February to IAS, there was a lot more Zooms. 
And I started getting way more connected to the Zooms. I think I had a Zoom on my calendar every day of the week. Like I was coming to a Zoom every day. And then I got introduced to the Rewired Theories and the book by Erica Spiegelman. And I like devoured that. I got the workbook. I was like eating up literature left and right. Let's talk about the difference between that. Because in 2020, when you first found the IAS app, you were connecting with the community, but you weren't really diving into your sobriety work. No, it was like on and off. Like I would just have these times where I didn't have the tools to deal with triggers or, and I don't think that I was like fully ready to give up alcohol. You know what I mean? Like you, you really have to want, it has to be something inside of you. I think I was just trying this. I want to be sober or how many days can I stack? So in February, it was like forever. This has to be forever. And you started diving in. You have all of these Zooms that you start going to on a weekly basis. And then you're diving into literature too. Yeah. Yep. The ACEs, I started looking more into that. I was going to as many Zooms because I, I was like, I want to do everything different that I wasn't doing before. I didn't go to Zooms before. I wasn't connecting. And then... Through the Zooms, I heard about the Sober Town website and the podcast and then other podcasts and getting connected in Telegram. A lot of resources are shared there as well. And through that, I started really deeply looking into the link between childhood trauma specifically and addiction. And it's pretty mind-blowing, all the stuff I've learned. So you were getting into the the trauma and addiction, and also the neuroscience in it you were looking at too. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty neat stuff because I think for me, I want answers and I question everything. I always thought, why do I struggle? Why am I struggling? Why is this so hard for me? I've worked so hard on myself for over a decade. Why can't I give this up? Why is this hard? Why can't I moderate what is going on? And the more I looked into it, it made sense. Like it started making sense why. And in that is easier for me to say goodbye. Like a breakup with alcohol. I love that. <laughs> Bad relationship. <laughs> Gotta get out of that. So then that's when I really started noticing you more too. It's hard for me to remember everyone going way back into 2020. There's some that stand up in my mind that were right there. And you were around back then when I was first getting sober too. But I really noticed you like over these last seven months. And then I really, I noticed when, to me, it was a big thing around July 4th where you said, hey, July 4th is coming around. This is a big family thing. And I need everybody, everybody's support. And you went through the July 4th with all the drinking, everything around you. And you just sell through that. Yeah, I just focused on the kids and making sure it was a good weekend for them, food. There may have been a lot of ice cream involved. So would you say that was one of your first big successes around the family and stuff of not drinking? Yeah. And it was nice though, because it was really only my dad having the drinks. So that was good. And I knew that was going to happen. I expected that. So I prepared ahead of time, getting a lot of sparkling water and things like that, being accountable to my people. Like I was like, hey, check on me. Everybody check on me if I'm having a hard time or if I go rogue. You're involved in these Telegram groups too. Tell us about the Telegram groups. Yeah, so I was really 
very active in the Zooms and I love all the Zooms. I love the women's, the mix, the rewired, sober town. I love them all. But through just being more active in those, Holly A had told me about Telegram. And then shortly after that, I met Sober Ice Rise. We just clicked. And so she invited me to her, one of her ladies Telegram groups. Like several of us are still in that group today from when she invited me. And I think when she invited me was shortly after she started her first Telegram group. That's been a great source of support. We check in with each other every single day. We even have our own private Zoom sometimes if someone needs like personal support. What a stark difference from 2020 and then where you're at now, because you left there for a little while too. And then you really got back into it in February of 2022. And you have just been like full throttle. Oh, yeah. You feel super empowered? Yeah, I do. I feel pretty on fire in recovery and helping other people. Yeah, you are because you're not only working on yourself, Alex, you're really helping a lot of other people around you by everything that you're doing. And that's when I noticed, I'm like, hey, let's get Alex over in the Silvertown community so you could help us out over there too. We And we really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm happy to do it. I have found a lot of strength in the community and also feeling like I'm not alone. I think that's how I felt for a very long time. I felt very alone in my addiction and isolated that nobody understood, nobody experienced what I was experiencing or even some of the things that happened or I even thought who gets DUIs. And then, and then when you're part of these groups and you talk to other people that have also had childhood trauma, you feel safe, like you can be yourself, you can talk about things and there's no judgment there. And we're all really, we want the same thing, long-term sobriety. So today compared to back then, it's just so much different. Tell us about your life. Back then, was you was waking up with guilt, shame, remorse, all of that. And you had a hard time, even with, we've talked about your emotional regulation. And tell us the difference between then and now. I think before, like, I was using alcohol to treat symptoms of stress, overwhelm, whatever. It turned into everything. But it ended up becoming the root problem that was causing me to be more stressed. It was causing me to feel more overwhelmed. It was causing me to be irritable, anxious, cranky, not fully present, it was affecting my marriage, taking away my time, bad sleep. And now like I'm so present with my family, like really present and enjoying the moments and the little things. And I'm not constantly thinking about when can I have a drink? Because before it was like always on my mind. It was always just there. And now it's just such a freedom from it. My marriage is better than it's ever been. And my kids are like, we're great. My son has told me multiple times now, mom, I'm really proud of you. And that means a lot to hear your almost 10-year-old son say he's proud of you. And then you had somebody contact you from Facebook. Yeah, that was really, it's just out of nowhere. Yeah, someone I know. I think we've met only a couple times in person, but she messaged me and just said, hey, I just want to let you know that in the past year or so, I noticed such a happy glow to your posts and photos. And it just made my day because I think you just don't know who you're going to impact by simply being your, sharing your story, sharing your joy, sharing your wins, your struggles. So that meant a lot to think, 
hey, someone's noticing. People are noticing. So you're giving back in all these different areas. And we've asked you to be a contributor to Silvertown. I think trauma and addiction is a huge thing with most of us that yeah. are in this addiction. So we're going to be doing this podcast is like to show people that you didn't just get sober. You didn't just show up and get sober. You've been at this a couple of years. And at even one point you were really discouraged, but you've got to this point where you're really, you're involved and you're diving into this trauma and addiction. And we want to do some more podcasts where we can bring, get specific about some of these topics and bring more awareness to other people who are in these situations too. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, once I linked the trauma with the addiction, I knew that I would never be a normal drinker. And because of that, I was able to shift my mindset and radically accept. And like in light of that, my perspective shifted from thinking I'm giving something up and trying to moderate to I'm actually giving myself everything. I don't want this as a part of my life. It's destructive, counterproductive. And yeah, it was very freeing. And it also released the shame knowing I could not control what happened to me when I was a child. But now that I have the knowledge and the tools, I can release that and move forward. That's pretty powerful. And you've done so much of this on your own too, which is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I think I've leaned so deep into the community because I worked so hard on my own for over a decade in my healing. With this, I was just like, it's like a trust fall. I'm just going to fall into this community. With somebody just getting started, and it can be a long road. What do you have to say to them? Lean into community 100%. Utilize all the tools that are out there. There's a lot of help out there. The Sobertown website is phenomenal. There's podcasts, videos. Yeah, but community is a really big thing because we're not meant to do this alone. We're not, not meant to suffer alone in the addiction. And just keep leaning in. Be honest. And Zooms and even getting involved in these groups too, huh? Absolutely. Thank you very much for coming here and sharing with us today. Really appreciate it. You can see us over at Silvertown Facebook too, if you guys are interested. So thank you very much. And remember, pour the poison down the sink. Boom. Thank you. Thank you.